Have you guys noticed that you can't go anywhere without seeing designer this or designer that, even designer furniture? On my social feeds and celebrity homes, it's everywhere. Have you seen how expensive these are? Well, if you want the sofa or recliner or bed that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends, but without the designer prices. Oh, and they're well-made, too. It's the whole package. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. At Pluralsight, they believe everyone should have the opportunity to create progress through technology. Pluralsight is a tech workforce development company that provides the solutions that high-performing engineering teams need to tackle today's biggest challenges. Whether you need to build the skills, individuals, and teams to tackle mission-critical projects, drive cloud transformation, or help software teams ship reliable, scalable, and secure code, you can harness the collective power of hindsight, foresight, and insight with Pluralsight. Check them out today at Pluralsight.com slash vision. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. From coast to coast and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Online with Bill Alexander is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio around. Online with Bill Alexander. Good day, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and you're online with Bill Alexander here on WMCK.FM in McKeesport, Pennsylvania, also on WLDJ-FM 107.5 Newcastle, and we're streaming live tonight at italknet.com. Hope everything's going fine for you. We're still in quarantine in the state of Pennsylvania with the with COVID-19. We've been talking about that for the last two weeks, but tonight, I think we're going to do a little bit something different. We're going to talk... We're going to talk Western Pennsylvania. We're going to talk Pittsburghese, and we're going to try to stay in it as long as we can. And we're going to talk to two guys, which I've been watching their web series for, oh, seems like forever, but it hasn't been that long. Um, Greg and Donnie, in other words, Jeff and Matt, are on the program tonight. Let's say hello to the guys this evening. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Hi, great, good. Thanks for having us. I'm so glad you can join us. So, as I was talking earlier, um, I was talking to some friends, and one of the episodes that you guys do is you talk about how the word jagoff made it into the dictionary. That is one of those words that is so Western Pennsylvanian that unless you knew the word, it's awkward to say, especially whenever you guys actually say where the narrative comes from, from the word jagoff or jackoff, and everybody can't say it right. So what gives Very you different things? Yeah. <laughs> so what gives you the idea for the programs and what gave you the idea for the series to begin with? Well, I, I think honestly, the, the, the idea for the series, I mean, we're talking 2008 
Jeff and I were hanging out. We had a, a, a popular web series come to a close. It, some aspects of the production process were demystified for us. And we were like, hey, we can we can actually make a show ourselves. And, and we were like, what, what should it be about? Maybe it should be about Johnstown. And uh, from my recollection, within five to ten minutes, we had the whole, we had all the characters. We had, we had like everything. It was just very, very fast. Because one of the things it is, especially because I'm located in Brownsville, PA, which is about an hour and a half uh, west of Johnstown, and we all sound alike, we all resemble each other because it's western Pennsylvania, and what I think is interesting about it is, is everybody that watches the program from this area can identify with the characters from Greg, Donnie, Gina, and Missy, because we all know somebody like that. Oh yeah, well, that's that's very nice of you to say. I mean, we've definitely, definitely, you know, the the people in our lives, our loved ones, our family, they they all show up in some form uh, in Greg and Donnie. It's like depends on your relationship with the person, how how much you can just be like, yeah, I'm actually taking exactly what you just said and putting in an episode, or you know, but it's just like. It's it, all the characters are sort of amalgamations of, of everything you know we, that we know. Yeah, and we were lucky to find you know we had our characters, <clears throat> Greg and Donnie, you know from the beginning, and then we were talking about well you know what Greg has a wife you know, and I was working with Kim Sia, who plays Gina at the time, and she's a stand-up comic, and she you know she's a riot. She she has people on the floor at her shows, and <laughs> you know we started talking about like maybe writing you know character for Gina, like an Italian, you know, a sort of really brassy Italian from Pittsburgh. She came in, we wanted another girl to be sort of Donnie's, like, uh, kind of love interest, but just sort of our fourth person. Right. We grew up with uh, uh, Tamara Fisher, and um, so we wrote the, the, the Missy role, and it just it just worked. I mean, we've all known each other for so long that it's, um, it, it's very easy to write for each other and for them. So when you shoot the episodes, are you all together, or are they shot at different locations? Generally, um, Jeff will shoot. Well, Jeff is usually in L.A. I'm usually in New Jersey. Kim's usually in New New York, and and Tamara is is generally in PA. We are occasionally together. Like when you see the characters on screen together, like in the It's a a Wonderful Life episode, we were all in the same place, definitely, for that um, but otherwise, Jeff will shoot himself. You know, I tend to shoot my to, to shoot myself, and then I shoot Kim, and then I shoot Tamra, which has been part of the the uh, the fact over the years that like production is actually pretty difficult for Greg and Donnie because we have to like time that out. Like you know, Tamra and I have to be together, that kind of thing. And it's only now that like you know we realize. But obviously, there's this huge event going on, and um, no, nobody has anything to do, so might as well talk about it. And uh, it occurred to us that we can just film ourselves uh, without changing really anything about our show. Uh, so it's—I mean, you know—for the for uh, in terms of the immediate future of Craig and Donnie, we're very excited about the, how the production workload has gotten a lot lighter. Yes, a lot easier. Everywhere we're all isolated by ourselves. So you know, I mean, that's how it first started. Was I was working in 
in San Jose and Matt was in New York. And when we first did our first Greg and Donnie short in 2009, and um, we thought, well, how do we do this? Oh, well, we'll just have them talking on webcam. I okay. My stuff, send it to Matt. Matt edits it together, you know. And uh, so that that was our format for a long time. And we, we of course, have episodes where we all, are all physically together. But in this current state we're in, the whole, you know, webcam format works perfectly because we could just shoot it on our phones, send our footage to Matt. He edits it and it's up. Because I I was noticing whenever you the, the newest one that just basically got you back uh, in people's minds again is the virus, and I'm looking at it going. I know he's in Los Angeles. I know he's in New Jersey. So are they shooting that together? Because I know they couldn't have flown together to do it. So that's when I realized that you are shooting it as a a webcam series. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, it's just a nice thing, especially now, like, after 11 years of doing it together, like, the fact that we can't be in the same room, and, and, like, we, you know, yeah, it'd be, sure, sure, it'd be better if we were, but, like, we don't need to be, like, right. we, we, we kind of know how how we're going to play off each other. We, of course, we read it through over FaceTime, but um, it, it's just nice that we've played, we've played the characters for so long that that's not really even a factor, you know? How long does it take you to write an average episode? Well, this, what this last yeah this last one was done in a day. It was fast. We had the idea it was written in a day. In a day, the next day we had a read through over a group sort of a FaceTime. Next day we all shot our stuff, sent it to Matt, and Matt is fast with editing, and then it was up. Yeah, well, generally, like uh, you know, Jeff and I will come up with something and and you know write for a couple hours, and then. The next day, like put an hour or two in, and then, and then it's off to the races, which is going to happen between now and next week. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. <laughs> so, how many are you going to actually? Are you, I mean, are you really looking at putting the series back together again since you have free time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we are looking at a two week commitment to just make it happen every two weeks. Okay. So okay. Which is, or, or, is that is that correct, Jeff? We haven't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're, we have we have two two other series, uh, you know, that we're working on now. So we're sort of dividing our time between three uh, projects. But Greg and Donnie is just is just in so in our nature right now that it, it's uh, really easy to, you know, come up with ideas and write it. And you know, Kim and Tamara are always game to doing it. And uh, so yeah, we can. Uh, we, we plan, we, we're going to try to do it every two weeks. So the idea of Greg being a health teacher at a high school, where did that come yeah. from? Why, of all all jobs, he would be a health teacher in high school? Well, well I mean, my my dad, my dad taught, uh, like, uh, social studies. My, both of my parents are teachers. Okay. So um, outside, of, outside of acting, I think probably the only other profession I know very well is, you know, people who are teachers because I was around it my whole life. And uh, uh, my dad was the football coach of, um, you know, mine and Matt's high school. And, uh, and, but there was also, there was also like, we had a teacher, I forget his name. He was a health teacher and he was a coach. Okay. And so that, that, that sort of like, that Mr. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and so I thought, well, that, yeah, that makes sense to have him be, he's a health teacher during the day and he coaches at night. So, um. Yeah. Yeah. Or, no, sorry, not coaches. He's he's health teacher in gym. Right. Because uh, again, he looks like an average teacher anyhow, just by the way he acts, the way he talks, 
And the one Halloween episode that you did when the kids were um, egging the house, and it wasn't the kids, it was Donnie, uh, <laughs> that was doing it. It's just your reaction as a school teacher is excellent. Thanks. Yeah, Greg likes to have everything by the rules. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other one, which I think is really fun, is is um, Missy or Tamara. She doesn't seem like she's playing with a full deck of cards because she seems like she's just <laughs> a little bit clueless when it comes to things like in uh, that virus, whenever you talk about washing your hands and you look and she goes, I don't wash my hands. And you just all just yeah. sit there and stare at her, which is excellent reaction. Well, maybe I'll wipe them on my pants or in the, I mean, it's again, just very well done. And uh, she plays the part very well. Yeah, she does. Yeah, we and we all we decided that you know the four characters we sort of like you know we're, I mean we're taking this all you know very seriously, right. <laughs> you know. But we wanted to we wanted to we you know uh, for the ultimate message to be yes, stay at home, social distancing, right? Absolutely. But we thought well we want to bring sort of the you know what are the what what these four characters individually what would be their perspective? So we decided Missy was the one who you know didn't really know what was going on and. Had no idea. She was like the, you know. And goofy. for the record, when I'm camping, I I wash my hands by wiping them in the grass, and that sometimes includes handling raw meat on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and um, and Gina's mask is just excellent. Uh, <laughs> it's like she's a hair in a, her own harem, and she's wearing this mask. Um, a friend of mine pointed that out to me, uh, who's in, in he, he travels between Harrisburg and Johnstown on a regular basis, and he pointed that out, and I'm going, that's just perfect, because that's exactly what she looks like. So, again, I just thought, uh, again, you guys just hit the nail so far in the head, it wasn't even funny. So, how long have you been <laughs> acting, Jeff? Um, since I was 12, I Okay. Yeah, since I was twelve. And what drew so I you? Started out working at. What drew you into that? Started working at the Mountain Playhouse. Oh, okay. Like so what? Both Matt and I both. Worked. What What drew you into that whole acting idea or acting um, profession? Um, I guess the. What was it? My sisters both danced, and I went and saw their recital, and there was something about it that I knew I wanted. to something like that and you know I was too scared to take dance as a boy and they offered juggling lessons at the studio <laughs> as boys took and you got to still be in the recital gotcha so um I took I, I took juggling lessons and then um and then I ended up uh, you know getting brave enough to go and take you know dance and then I guess when I we were they were doing a high a musical at the high school they needed a kid for one of the roles and they came to the middle school and they had us audition. And I, I had never actually seen live theater before at that point. I didn't even know what I was, um, what what I was doing. And then I ended up getting that role. And then that summer, um, uh, my music teacher, Beth Good, um, had me audition for the Mountain Playhouse. And that's when I first got my first, like you know, paying job. So Matt, are you also acting, or are you just more behind the scenes? No, I, I'm a writer. I mean, I, I play Donnie. That's that's about it. Uh, I, I, I'm a writer, video editor, okay. filmmaker. Like, 
you know, our, <clears throat> our latest project, Max Riddle, I, I, I filmed and edited that, that one that Jeff starred in. So <clears throat> that's kind of our relationship. Like, we write together, Jeff stars. Uh, if we can both star, like in Drake and Donnie, and it works, that's great. Otherwise, no, I am not pursuing that. Well, I saw your brief cameo in Max Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Missy, too. And Missy, too. Because I I watched that this afternoon, and I'm looking, going, wait a minute, that guy looks really familiar, and then I realized it was you. I I tried desperately to recast myself the night before, and they wouldn't let me. I did not want to deal with it. I had too much on my mind. Uh, um, So, so Jeff, you've been, and and you mentioned to me earlier before we went on that, that you looked at the Greg and Donnie series, to be picked up as a possible cable cable series. Yeah, I mean, we we entered um, the, the, the New York Television Festival, um, which is a festival people submit uh, independent pilots they make, and um, you know, there's 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 networks and, and places that you know offer deals through this festival, and uh, sort of the main you know prize, I guess you could call it, of this festival there was a. a development deal with IFC, who, you know, they did, is it still on Portlandia? Anyway, um, we did, uh, we, we submitted this, you know, eight-minute pilot, and they liked it, and they gave us a development deal, and we were in development them for, like, a year, it was, uh, um, for it to go be on IFC, on the back channel. So, and that was a great experience. Everybody was uh, very hopeful that the show would make it to air, it, it, and it, it unfortunately did not. So, any idea in your mind why it didn't make to air? Well, look, I mean, at this point, that is that is quite some time ago. Like, we're talking eight years, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> after that, yeah, sure, we could uh, go out for drinks and, and talk till 2 o'clock about that one. But really, like, what it was was that we turned our attention to other projects. Okay. Uh, directly after that, you know what I mean? And so, like, but Greg and Donnie has never left our minds. We're, we've just always been uncertain about how to position it, how to bring it back. We did it three years ago. Everyone loved it. We're doing it now. Uh, and, you know, we're going to try to do more than six this time. <laughs> well, I, as I, as I uh, said before, I just love the series. And the comment I made earlier is, is you think that, it's because Pittsburgh just is has a, nas- a national appeal to it, but there's been quite a few uh, comedy series based in the Pittsburgh region that have actually done pretty decent. Now, of course, they can't get the Pittsburghese right because no one would understand what you're saying. But you guys <laughs> do it very well, and um, it's kind of fun to listen to every once in a while because I was a, a communication major, grew up north of the city of Pittsburgh. This was 30-plus years ago. I had a teacher that said, you will not speak that way because if you do, you will not get hired for a job. Well, the thing is, now we realize going, darn, I wish she wouldn't have kicked that out of me because now I would actually have some type of gimmick that would be able to give me a job. <laughs> so it's like yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, and especially with you guys that are actually able to do it so well. Um a lot of your scripts, is a lot of it all written down or some of it ad-libbed? Very little is ever ad-libbed. Okay. Uh, it's, it's almost all entirely scripted. And what's interesting is you yeah. know you guys have to be from the area because the references you make 
to the area are pinpoint. Um, the whole the whole talk about going to going to um, to Idlewild and uh, Idlewild Park and doing that and and the roller coaster because Kreitzer when she did it was just hilarious because she was ready to go back immediately because of what she wanted at the, at the park earlier earlier in that day. So again, you guys do references very well. And the one thing I want to know if you're going to introduce in the new series is, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Clark Bar came back. And it's being made by the Boyer Candy no. Company in Altoona. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, they just released it. And of course, they released it for Valentine's Day. And that was the big news around here because the Clark Bar is finally back. <laughs> so I just want to give you an idea oh, for next episode. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wide open not sure how they're going to get their hands on a clark bar right now well yeah it's, that's true too you're right but still it's kind of fun to talk about um are they scared uh yes and no certain certain stores have them like giant eagle which don't sponsor my program but they have them and um, a lot of stores in the city of pittsburgh do and, and around altoona has them yeah. also but they started out with something called the clark cup which was the Clark? It was the Boyer candy cup that they would make the smoothies and the peanut butter cups and the mallow cups, and they put the crunch okay. in from the Clark bar, which introduced it so they could get the flavoring right, which actually is pretty good. But um, again, it's just one of those one of those things that, unless you're here, you don't really know about it. Yeah. So the next episode you're going to do, what's it going to be about? Are you still going to do social distancing? Oh yeah, they're all quarantined the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that our characters are going to be quarantined until everybody else is. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you know, there there is there is a question in our minds as to whether or not this this whole season may take place under quarantine, and I mean, hopefully it doesn't. Uh, hopefully that they can get out of quarantine as a like a mid season thing, but you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing while we can't leave the house you know yep so were you surprised when the newspaper article was written um about the series that i know that there's been things written about it that you guys came back and it's like wait a minute they know we're here oh yeah yeah, they they, uh, they reached out to us, right? Yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're very fortunate to have uh, fans who somehow don't care that we took three years to post a new episode, <laughs> and um, and uh, we also have um, people and you know, members of the press who like us, like John, Allison, Christy, Puchko. They 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 cover us regularly. You know, like these are things that in the past we've we've asked for when we really wanted to get something going. And, and this time we were just doing it for the hell of it. And it was really nice that, uh, that both of them um, just, just wrote an article. It was a really nice thing. And, and we're very grateful to them and, and really, you know, very, very grateful to everyone who loves the show because that's why we do it. Right. Know? Like it's, we're, we're very lucky to be able to, write something one night, film it the next day, put it, you know, edit, cut it together and put it out there and have a, such a response. It's, it's really meaningful to us and, and we're very grateful. So you mentioned three years ago, which would have been the piece that was done on the 2016 election um, and the yard signs being stolen. 
Are you looking yeah. at doing anything this year with the election of 2020? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> we... We, we, we always try to make Greg and Donnie be something that is not going to make people angry. And so, like, yeah, if, if there's something like we, we thought, you know, when we wrote You're Stupid, we thought that this was fair to say about everyone right now. And that's why we wrote that. Episode. OK. You know, if something comes up in, in the future where we feel like, you know, in the lead up to the election where we feel like it's, it's on those kinds of neutral terms then we'll do it. But. Otherwise, like we're you know, it's not the, it's not a political commentary kind of show, you know. Because I again with the whole yard side thing, I think it, that that was just very well done. Um, it just that and and always it seems to me that that Donnie's always the spoiler in everything, because Donnie, you're on a, you're you're unemployed. I mean, <laughs> you've been unemployed for how many years now? Eleven, I suppose. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would assume by now you would at least be working at one of the grocery stores because they need help. I don't know, but uh, uh, he, he probably had a couple jobs in the past three years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When we weren't shooting, he had jobs. Yeah, just not anymore. Just not a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just I just find I just find that interesting. The whole premise is good, and do you think that um, with because everybody is now finding it again because of the quarantine situation, are you getting people contacting you going, guys? It's great to have you back again. It's wonderful. Would love to see you do more, or are you still just flying under the radar a little bit? Well, I mean, yeah, that 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 depends. Yes, our our fans are all very excited about it, and and you know, like I said before, to to get that reaction was just really wonderful. Um, flying under the radar, not you know, like yeah, sure, like it, you know, until Greg and Donnie is like a fully financed either short form comedy on the internet where we get paid to do it, so we can do it regularly, uh, or you know, like something on TV. That that that's kind of like the bar for the radar. Okay, I know as far as I'm concerned, you know, so not not quite there yet, but hey, we're doing it again, and and people like it, so who knows? Are are you going to keep it under five minutes, or are you going to look at expanding it longer? That's going to be generally a money question, or, or a uh, you know, if it's another Christmas episode, which by the way. I mean, after we did It's a Wonderful Life, we're like, is, is, how can we do anything else? Are, are there any other Christmas stories? There don't seem to be any. There may be. Um, but, you know, barring something huge, like, I, I don't know, like, this, this seems to be the right amount of time for us to put it together every two weeks and not uh, have it consume all the other aspects of our life. Right. Which, make, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so you're doing another project right now called Max Riddle. Where did this come from? Um, that, I mean, the, it, it's this you know, that's one of the character that I sort of have done in different in different ways, different you know, uh, stage and, and, and shooting things. Like just a character I've done in, in different ways in, in the past, sort of just developed. And I did a I did a sort of version of Max a few years ago um, in L.A. 
or something, and people responded to it really well. And then, you know, when Matt and I were coming up with new ideas, I thought, what about, let me tell you, like, what about this character? Started talking about it, um, went through a different, went through different, you know, um, different forms, like, it it was many different things until it's what we landed on now. Okay. Um, But, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's essentially me with um, teeth and glasses. (laughs) So, who are playing your mother and father? That is, uh, uh, that's Bev and Brian Corgan, who uh, live up the street from me. Like, my wife and I moved to uh, Josie, who, you know, Josie, Jeff, and I executed essentially executed the entire half hour pilot um you know they're they're our neighbors and they're also actors and you know we live i live in a community outside new york where a lot of broadway people are and so like there's that network and we met them through some kind of stage reading or something like that and we were like well that's perfect and so not only were they the perfect for the parents but we just you know had to like go up the street to shoot them so that was also pretty great because um, what I want, and, and the one thing I'm going to ask you, with Max, he's not running at a full speed, is he? He's running just a tad bit slower than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, just, just you know, energetically, I think he just, he just doesn't have, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I guess he, he is running a little slower and more, a little more thoughtfully, yeah. And and the and the half hour pilot. How did you get National Lampoon involved in this? Well, you know, we were very lucky that, you know, we made Max Riddle as a as a as a, just a thing to do because we had this. You know, we wanted to do something, so we made a half hour pilot out of it. And um, very quickly, uh, you know, a producer we know named Stephen Tabakin introduced us to Evan Shapiro. Uh, who happened to be president of IFC when we were there. Okay. So when it came across his desk, he he was like, I love it. He worked very hard for, for the show for a very long time. And he's president of National Lampoon now, so everything just kind of fell into place. So are you looking for that to be picked up by TV, or is it also just going to be a web series? Or it may be picked up by Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. Well, I think that with all of our projects, uh, with Max and, and Greg and Donnie right now, it's like, yeah, of course, we, we want that. But more than that, like these two shows right now, because, because we have these two things that during this time when no one's allowed to leave their houses, we can actually kind of do something with. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, ultimately we want them to – to go wherever they can and but you know and yes tv show is the dream of is our dream because we grew up in the 80s but like I, i'm not even sure what tv is anymore versus streaming long form versus short form so i think um that what we're really looking to do right now is to just get people to to watch to make more content and see where it goes you're listening to Online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM, McKeesport, and WLDJFM 107.5 Newcastle. And also can find them at HOFMRadio.com, and you can find us at italknet.com. And on the phone line right now, we have uh, Jeff and Matt, or in other words, Greg and Donnie, as they're on the program this evening talking about the ventures that they have. Now, with Max Riddle, 
What I think's interesting is when you when when you go into the bar, uh, Jeff, and you're talking to people. There is a, a woman sitting at the bar who just got over crack. Well, not really crack. She calls it crack, but meth. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is mm-hmm. she? Because she looks really familiar. Oh, boy. That's Mary Bird's song. Um, I guess I'm trying to think. Of, I mean, she's in everything. I mean, Reno 911. Mm. Coming back. Okay. She's on. Um, I, I I met her. I finally met her actually when I was at some event about Greg and Donnie, and a friend of mine uh, was there with Mary and introduced us. You know, I've always been a fan of Mary. Matt's been always been a fan of Mary. And uh, I guess we, you know, we, we when we were writing Max Riddle, I thought, oh, I know, because uh, I we had made this sort of, like, strange sort of short... Um, our original concept was Max was somebody who wanted to be an actor in Hollywood, and he made an unsolicited tape that he put on YouTube, hoping to be discovered, okay. uh, to be to become a, fam- a famous actor. And we just made this uh, thing, this little video once when we were home, and um, I put it online. Mary actually saw it, and I think like shared it on Facebook, and then you know she sort of gotten, and we were really excited about the bird song like it, and so we got into our head that. She should be on Max Riddle when we make it into a, like an actual show, and then I guess we, you know, we started writing this character Maisie with her in mind, and uh, and Matt, well, you can tell like what, like how we ended up reaching out to her. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Mary's part of the reason that Max Riddle happened was because we were like, yeah, she'd be hilarious as Maisie. She might really do it. Jeff got in touch with her. She wanted to do it. We bought her a plane ticket for five weeks out before we had written the script. So like. The plane ticket was bought. Mary was coming, and so we'll, we had to do that then. <laughs> so, where is Flood City at? Well, I mean, Western PA. It's a it's a fictional, you know, fictional Western PA town. Okay. I don't want to go on the record as saying that. I think we have further discussion about pinpointing a state. Okay. Oh. I don't know. Do I think we maybe do? <laughs> can, can I can I point out a flaw in the beginning then? Sure. The car that he was driving that broke down didn't have a PA plate yeah. in the front. It was a New Jersey plate. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what happens when you don't have money. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I noticed that. Yeah. Well. Stop noticing it. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm one of these people, because I, I kind of assumed it was going to be based somewhere in, in, in PA, just because of, of, of you two guys. And I'm watching it, and I was reading stuff in Flood City, and I'm going, okay, you're near a river, I get it, I get it. And then I see the pl- Jersey plate in the front, I'm going, wait a minute, now I'm really confused. But then I just <laughs> let that go, and I moved on, so it was okay. So... Can you tell me what's upstairs in the room that he does not go into? Or is that going to be the, the, the suspense piece that carries us on for a period of time? I don't think, I don't think we can say it. Oh, okay. We can't say that. Yeah, it, 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 it's just something that, that, that's weighing on half the time. So how, how long did it take you to shoot the pilot episode of Max Riddle? Five days? 
five days, I think. And then with like, I think we did a, an, another day with people who were around, you know, for a few hours. But uh, yeah. And then how long? Did, how long did it take you to edit? We had that done in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have enough footage that has been shot already for a next episode, or do you have to wait until the quarantine's over and done? We do not have any extra footage, um, but we are considering ways to continue Max. In fact, Max just tonight appeared on National Lampoon's Quarantine Live as a guest. Awesome. <laughs> if you want to go to youtube.com, Nat Lamp. Um, and see see Max's introduction to the comedy world. So uh, you know there, there's there's a lot of stuff that we're that we're currently working on with Max. Uh, you know for the time being, it's not going to look like the pilot you saw, but uh, okay. But we're gonna we're gonna keep it going. So are you? In other words, it's probably going to look short form then, and not and not um, a long form piece at, at least for the near future. As long as we're in quarantine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, we we did you know, we uh, over the years have, have done a lot of crazy things. That Christmas episode that was 18 minutes long was a lot of work. A half hour pilot is like not something we're not going to do. Ten of those, okay, uh, unless we have money, right? Because <laughs> that will make us all crazy. Okay, uh, which which makes a lot of sense. So, so who plays the uh, priest in Max Riddle? Oh boy, well, Brandon Durden. Um, I actually I did uh, the play Enron on Broadway with him, and I always thought he was so great. When we were trying to figure out who could play, you know, Father Denver, I was going through a list of people in my head, and I was like, what about oh, what about Brandon Durden? So uh, I forget what did we do? We. Uh, we just reached out. Brendan, who out. plays Buddy, was oh, yeah. uh, his friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Buddy Brendan, who we both—he's he's from uh, Western PA as well, and we've known Brendan for a, a long time. And uh, yeah, that's right. I think I asked Brendan for Brandon's contact info because I didn't have any more, and then they were both up for doing it. So yeah, and and meeting Brent, like the the coolest thing about Brendan Durden is the day I met the day I met him, we were shooting in a bar in Brooklyn. We had. Six hours to shoot ten and a half pages. I was more stressed out than I've ever been. Just walked into this guy who doesn't even know us. I was like, "Hey, how are you?" And you, everything was chaos and hysteric. Like we're we're blocking out the light under the doors with backpacks and stuff like that. So Brandon walked into that kind of ramshackle operation, and he acted so professional. So did Mary. It was it was amazing. Like uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> they're wonderful, wonderful people. So you're working on a shoestring budget, basically. Did you pay these people, or are they just doing it because they believe in the project? Everyone did it because they believe in the project. Yeah. Okay. Because you always hear about that, and then I always get a little bit suspicious, going, maybe there was something on the side. But from what, I, what I'm hearing you say, you're hoping that you have a sponsor or someone paying for this in the near future. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with with everything you guys are doing um with the web series with Greg and Donnie with Max Riddle Jeff what are you doing in um in California Um in California right now uh, nothing Nothing I, mean, I know that but I'm just saying in a normal day Um uh, no, 
normally, I mean, normally I'm out here. We we uh, write all day, um, and I have been doing. I've been doing some TV, um, film, and theater I, uh, out here uh, while we're writing. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, and we yeah. have a new show that we're developing with uh, with National Anthem. Okay, that we're very excited about. Uh, can you give us an idea of what it is, or is it still undercover? We'll keep it undercover for for a minute. We we got a we got two shows going right now. We'll we'll drop that one when it's time. Okay, so uh, Jeff, some of the stuff you've done in TV and in in film and theater, would we know what it is? I mean, probably the probably the biggest thing in the past couple of years was uh, Bad Santa too. I uh, got. Uh, through a casting director out here in L.A. who's from Pittsburgh, who's a big Greg and Donnie fan. When I first moved out here, when um, when Greg and Donnie was in development with IFC, I went on an audition, and uh, uh, this woman, who is now a good friend, she um, she knew Greg and Donnie, and which shocked me, you know, as I went in. So that felt good going to audition for somebody who's a you know a fan of the show. Don't think anyone knows about right. And uh, she actually called me in when they when Miramax was casting um, the sequel to Bad Santa, and uh, I uh, play this role of uh, named Dorfman. They were gonna it was gonna go to a famous person, and if it didn't go to a famous person, they were gonna cast me. So I did a lot of waiting around, and then uh, on Christmas Eve, I guess it was, they called me saying, "So sorry to bother you on Christmas Eve, but they want." you for the role and then i flew off to montreal a couple weeks later for about a month to shoot that oh that's great so the stuff you're writing what are you writing for then are you just writing for your own work or are you just writing or you're writing for other people no we're writing our own stuff okay um because that to me sounds fascinating and i know you guys are in quarantine right now so um like all of us so matt what are you doing in jersey then Well, the past week and a half, I've been frantically editing Greg and Donnie and posting social media things for Max and stuff like that. But uh, I, I actually managed to get a job before this all went down. So, you know, I filmed something and I'm editing it now. Okay. So I got, I got another day or two of work in me <laughs> before... Uh, or no work for the foreseeable future, but then you get more episodes. Right. Because um, I've been talking to a lot of people that are working in the entertainment industry over the last couple of weeks, and I talked to a, um, a, a stage manager that uh, works in New York City. I talked to a cruise ship entertainer earlier this or later last week, and I've talked to these people, and it's like, what are you doing to get through the whole idea of being at home and being quarantined. It, you guys seem to have the best response I've heard because you're actually working. You may not be working together, but you are working individually to produce something that's going to be seen later on in the future. Yeah, thank God. I mean, we and we, yeah. we, the way we work anyway is because for the, for the majority of the time that we've been writing as a team, we've lived on opposite coasts. So what we do is we, we write, we have FaceTime on a screen okay. and that's how we write all day. And so it, I mean, it keeps me company and it has given me a task, it's given me something that inspires me. And the fact that we have all these sort of irons in the fire right now and, you know, putting content out has been really, really, uh, 
really nice. So how much input does uh, Kim and uh, Tamara have in the scripts for Greg and Donnie? Well, I guess that's an interesting question because the way we tend to do it is, um, well, it, it tends to be very much uh, like a storm, like all of a sudden, boom, we have a script, hey, we have a script, do you want to do it? And they're like, yeah, of course we do. Um, you know, after they get the script, they will, they're free, they, you know, they, you know, we've been working for, together for so long that they know that they can offer feedback or I feel like I'd be more comfortable saying this or that and like, and that's always, uh, you know, not as much of a discussion like occasionally if there's a joke that we really want to hear a certain okay. way we'll have we'll be like do it your way then do it our way and, and we'll see which one works best but so i mean initially no we you know we just write the script and send it out but then it's like anybody uh can offer their you know whatever thoughts they ever have at any point in the process so jeff the other day last week when i got in touch with you um, I noticed that you're friends with a friend of mine on Facebook by the name of uh, mm. Jennifer Brader. Yeah. She was a senior in high school, and you guys did MAME, and you played the little boy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I ever did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was her, her husband's college roommate, uh, who now owns the largest oh, funeral home okay. in, John's, in, in, uh, in Indiana, PA. But, uh, okay. yeah, because I, I, I went to her and I said, Jen, I know, didn't know you know who he was. Oh, yeah, I've known him for years. So I, I just thought it was really interesting yeah. that it's such a small world. 1986. <laughs> yeah. Wow, 1986. I, I think I yeah, remember where I was then. Um, that's, yeah. that's a long time I ago. I was too much of a little boy to remember where I was then. <laughs> sure. I was a sophomore in college. Don't even go there. Um, Actually, I remember 1986 was a top baseball card. They had, they had a black bar on the top with bright letters for the team name. <laughs> <laughs> so other than writing and, um, and working on the series, um, what else are you guys doing to keep, uh, keep yourself busy during the situation? Nintendo Switch, Mario Kart, and uh, Box. The blind. <laughs> <laughs> I started beef body because Matt told me to. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, it, this is a, this is just a situation I don't think any of us would have ever anticipated um, to be able to do. And one thing, uh, you still have family back in the Johnstown area. I do. Okay. So, so whenever you're writing the scripts for the new one in the quarantine situation, are you asking them for ideas of what's going on back here? Or are you just trying to use what you, ha what you're being um, exposed to in New Jersey or California? Well, in terms of that, it's, it's always been more like, you know, I'll be in a, in a group conversation with all my family. And then a day later, I'll be like, just, FYI, I took everything and put it in. Okay, that's what I was wondering, where you get your inspiration from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very very much so. I mean, not not so specifically that we can say a certain character is a certain person, you know what I mean? But uh, I think that Greg certainly has a lot of, of both of our, our 
parents in it. You know, okay. Gina's kind of her own thing. <laughs> can you the next one you do? Because I know I know that Greg is a school teacher. You need to have him teach his class from home. Oh yeah, we have been discussing. Because yeah. just yeah. to let you know, my real job is I am a high school teacher. Okay. What do you teach? I teach media communications and English. So before I got into okay. education, I was a radio talk show host for quite a few years. Then I got real work and became a school teacher. Okay. So what are you doing? Are you are you teaching groups of like teaching class remotely? Yes, it's it's been very interesting. We started today and we have to do everything online and we're doing basically what I'm doing with you guys right now, except I have students on the other end of the, uh, the other end of the program. Um, whenever I talk to them, either we do it with a, a zoom or Google hangouts or whatever it may be. And that's the way we're yeah. communicating to them. But when I started teaching 20 plus years ago, um, someone asked me why I got into education. And I said, honestly, I said, it's the same thing as doing a radio show. The only difference is they're in 45 minute segments and I do seven shows a day. It's just a different aspect of doing it. So it just gives you another, uh, a, a different way of looking at things. But when I was thinking about a health teacher and a coach trying to teach through the, uh, through the Internet, especially in a rural school, rural school in Johnstown, it would be quite interesting and quite humorous, especially if Gina's in the background um, being very distracting to... Uh, to Greg as it goes on. Yeah. We have some ideas about that one. (laughs) (laughs) And also, so if, is Donnie going to be able to make it, make it without going to a state store? Cause I know that's going to be a big uh, thing for him. (laughs) I think he's going to be okay. He's definitely going to find a way of, of, of getting alcohol. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can still get alcohol. Yes. The beer distributors are still open. And regular liquor stores, right? No, liquor stores are closed. Yeah, the state stores are closed. Yeah. Because they're state employees and the governor did not want them to be at risk. However, you can drive to New York, Ohio, or West Virginia, and I think Maryland too, and you can get your alcohol there. You have a hard time getting into my neighborhood. My liquor store just the other day, like, you can't go in anymore. You have to either have them deliver or... Oh, really? I mean, I, 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 down the street, I, I walked down there the other day, I saw people outside and them handing stuff out the door, and I, I just turned around and, and ordered it. <laughs> yeah. Well, NPA, just to let you know, the beer distributors are open. And you can now buy, well, you can now buy beer at Sheets, so you're in good shape. Oh right, yeah. That's right, Johnny's gonna gonna be okay as long as he's <laughs> smart. <laughs> yeah, I know that it's pretty sad when that's the first thing everybody went to is going that they couldn't go to the state store. But anyhow, um, yeah. Well, think about it. Until the end of April, you yeah. Know, oh, yeah. You can't get alcohol. <laughs> I mean, you thought prohibition was bad. Think about this. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a lot of people are going to be going through withdrawal, um, and that's one of the reasons why I guess the beer distributors are open still because they had to give them some type of alternative if they couldn't get hard liquor. I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I do think that that crosses over into public health at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think I think you're exactly right. Um, not to say that I don't have a can of Stony sitting right next to me, hoping they pick up the program soon, but uh, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get advertisers, too. I know what it's like. Anyhow, um, um, so other projects, I know you don't want to talk about the other one that you're doing with um, with National Lampoon, but anything else that you see on the horizon, or are you just going to focus on Greg and Donnie for right now? Well, the, the, the look, the, the upcoming project, National Lampoon, is, is something that is in development. It okay. is in the same world as 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 these shows, but kind of with a different spin on it. So uh, we're very excited. It's going to have the same kind of comedy bang, bang, back and forth as Greg and Donnie with a little bit more, uh, you know, stakes and drama. In that because I think, I think for a lot of people, the Max Riddle program um, is a lot different than what they would expect from you guys producing Greg and Donnie. Because it's more of a yeah. it, it it's more of a thinking person's comedy, and and honestly, yeah. I'll be honest with you. When I watch it, I felt really bad for Max, and I don't know if that's what you were going for, but that's what I did. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, I always thought it's sort of like I mean, he's you know he has everything stacked against him, but he has such a good heart. Yes, and he has sort of this sort of like strange innate bravery to trying new things, which I think that is just such a great starting point for a character, you know? Um, but, uh, but yes, it, it was a, a, a big departure for us and, and one that, that, you know, was really exciting and, and something that sort of influenced what, you know, what we want to do going forward. And, and, you know, with Max especially, I remember when we were editing it, there was a point like a weekend we were like, is, is this a drama? Are we making yeah. a drama? <laughs> and then, uh, but then you know, like we tightened it up and, and, and figured it out. But uh, so yeah, it, it, it was definitely something new for us and uh, something that sort of influenced uh, how we approach things going forward. And and the idea of him being able to dig holes, <laughs> I think is is really good. And the little girl that um, that it plays the neighbor. She is just classic. Yeah. She is very well done. Yeah, yeah she's perfect. Um, yeah, she should be credited as a writer because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because she's a little kid, and so like you can only make them do lines so much. And, and yeah, we're she got tired. Speeches. Yeah, we did. We wrote too much, and, and she got tired. And and Josie, uh, our, our producer, my wife, she uh, just started interviewing her. Asking her about her day and about uh -huh. her friends and about stuff. All that stuff about the dead bird. Yes. She made all that stuff up. We oh. did not write that. She's a better writer than <laughs> we are. Well, I just love it. I love it when Max goes, I have to go now. <laughs> he just walks yeah. away. Yeah. I thought that was I, I thought that was very well done. Um so there's a lot of things there and it, it does it has awesome potential and I hope for you guys that um, I think the idea of him digging ditches with his arch nemesis from high school is going to be hilarious when you're going to be able to do it. Because the yeah. whole flipping him off at the end of the episodes was, was classic. It really was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you get to see, I mean, Max and Betty have a, actually a really long history that we get to 
you know, go into. So, but um, guys, I'm going to let you go. We've been on for about 55 minutes now. I really appreciate you taking time. Um, in the fall, I'd love to have you back on again. Hopefully the quarantine is over and we can actually talk about projects yeah. you're working on and uh, stuff you're going to be doing in the future. And we can find out if you're doing another Christmas episode of Greg and Donnie. <laughs> so guys thank you very much for joining me this evening and uh wish you all the luck thank in the you. world and we'll talk to you next time all right well thank thanks. you very much greg and donnie jeff schroen and matt yeager here online with yours truly bill alexander we'll step away for a brief moment and we'll come back to your calls well, actually your calls we're going to end up a show tonight anyway we'll be back in just a few moments here online with yours truly bill alexander ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation rumkey is hiring for cdl driving trainees we pay you to get your cdl license while working for us driver trainees receive 18 dollars an hour great benefits and rumkey will pay your cdl costs once you're a cdl driver you can earn 1000 to 1300 dollars a week and more than ten thousand dollars in bonuses possible in your first year apply today and launch a lucrative career at rumkey apply now at rumkeycareers.com equal opportunity employer restrictions apply if you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't practiced science books since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash PA. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seatbelt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. The National Safety Council says, if you don't have seatbelts, get them. If you do have seatbelts, use them. Welcome back to Online with Bill Alexander. I hope you enjoyed the show this morning, this afternoon, or this evening, depending on whenever you listen to us. And speaking of listening to us, you can listen to us on WMCK.FM every Tuesday at 9 p.m., every Thursday at 1 p.m., and every Sunday at 5 p.m. And you can listen to us at WLDJ.FM 107.5 every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. and every Sunday night or Monday morning at midnight. And you can check us out at uh, HOFMRadio.com. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. I had a wonderful time. It was so nice to be able to talk to Greg and Donnie, or Jeff Schrogan and Matt Yager, as they talk to us about their work that they're doing with Greg and Donnie, bringing back the web series, and also talking about Max Riddle, which is a great program, too, that is uh, being worked on with National Lampoon. Plus, there's another one coming out real soon. But we're not allowed to know about that one yet. But anyhow... Hope you enjoyed the show. I had an awesome time this evening. Hopefully you come back again real soon. And don't forget to check us out all the time at italknet.com. Everybody, you have a great one. We'll talk to you next time here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. If you've ever been a renter... You know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.